Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Nebraska prepped post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's a big voice guy. That means we get to do this again for another week. I apologize about my voice, Jacob. I'm going to sit next to you just because I feel like just to be close to you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, another great week. That means Jacob and I get to talk high school sports. My voice is coming around. It's not great, but we don't care because. We like to focus on what you have to say. <laughs> uh, well, How are things? How are we doing? Good. Uh, season has started. We've got games to talk about. That's uh, an exciting part. Uh, although now a uh, bit of schedule uh, juggling here with the, the heat wave that we're going through. It sounds like yeah. going to get one in late Thursday. Yeah. Night? So I think they're going to move Miller North uh, Papio back to eight. eight and who has the floor clock in Lincoln on Friday? Is it Southeast? Southeast and Elkhorn is in South, Lincoln. Elkhorn, no, it's South. it's at Elkhorn. Okay, so that's that's going to be at four. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of the combination of having the field space available. And is it going to be better at eight o'clock on Thursday night or four o'clock on Friday, where it's still going to be hot, just in the nineties, and you're in the afternoon under the sun versus eight o'clock, sun's starting to go down. So I guess that was kind of the the conversations that the administrators had to make and uh, ended up moving one to Friday and other games moving to Friday as well, just to avoid the, the hundred degree uh, temperatures, but we'll get one in tomorrow night. So um, it should good. be a good one too. Yeah. For sure. Let me ask you this as a guy that had to like juggle schedules and kids at practice and you longed for continuity. <laughs> how much do you think the fluctuation of practice schedules could hinder what we see in, in what's already an unpredictable week one. Yeah. And that's the thing too, like of all weeks for it to happen this week where you're jumping around. And I know you've talked, you, you told us about kind of what your, or, uh, yeah. <laughs> your, your practice plan, you guys got creative with it to make to. it happen. Um, and I'm sure everywhere. Everybody's uh, kind of handled happening. a little yeah. bit differently, right? Yeah. Um, gone inside, gone early in the morning, gone, somewhere else like just had to find different ways to make it work and keep the kids safe so applaud the uh the people in charge that are trying to find these creative solutions because this isn't something that typically have to deal with but yeah we'll see i i guess it depends on how what the the coaches are able to get done in these practices how much they're able to make it seem like a normal practice cover everything that you had planned if you had the normal field available normal time and all that um and we'll kind of see how 
the, the different staffs and teams uh, adjusted to what they had to deal with. Yeah, and kind of a shout out to administration and the athletic directors, principals, I think staff. You know, the districts made some certain allowances for practice to occur, kids to, I mean, you're not encouraging folks to show up late, but, um, you know, I know North one day went from 7.15 to 9 a.m., right? That takes everybody on the same page within the building, within their block scheduling to be able to pull practices like that off. So I think um, just administrators across the board, teachers, athletic directors, the busing scheduling, it it really took some creativity. So it, it, it wasn't easy to pull off. And it's good to kind of see um athletics being recognized as important right not not kind of an afterthought and listen i get the whole i get academics right i mean school is obviously important but when you show that those kinds of things matter i think that it it, more out of the students it helps it helps school spirit i completely agree 100 percent so that's uh this week but before we kind of get in preview on some of the games this week and uh Let's uh, we got a couple games to uh, talk yeah. about from last week. Yep. Obviously, starting with the big classic game that you and I were both at, along with you and uh, pretty much the rest of your your team, your coaching staff, <laughs> yeah. and a bunch of your team. And, <laughs> Did you and... see us kind of rally mosey on in there? We yeah. we just a knew... little red corner over there yeah. in the prep section. <laughs> we just knew we weren't going to be able to get filmed, yeah. right? It's like we tried and got everything kept the kept it all uh, civil over there with the, the prep and the west side right next to each other it's very <laughs> interesting right you know when we got ready to leave I, I i typically try to get along with with everybody and one of the one of the parents that i know she was like hey see you next week <laughs> you know it just was kind of weird but it 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 uh we we obviously uh, wanted to get a chance to 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 scout and and kind of see what was going on so it worked yeah so uh the game itself on the field. I don't, I don't know that it went quite the the way that most people expected, but uh, that was a it's a good showing by Creighton Prep. Bellevue West ended up winning twenty seven fourteen with a late touchdown with about thirty seconds left um, to kind of stretch that out a little bit more. But it was, I mean, Prep had a fourteen thirteen lead at one point. Um, it was a one uh, one possession game throughout the fourth quarter up until that 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 last touchdown. So Prep, uh, I mean didn't really know what to expect with them losing as much as they did only having a few key guys coming back uh, and having to fill out around them. But um, they, uh, I think they, they showed well for themselves, even if didn't necessarily move the ball at uh, a great rate, like didn't rack up a ton of yards. Um, I mean, they, they only had 208 yards total from scrimmage, mm-hmm. but they found a way to kind of junk up that game to, to keep Bellevue West from, getting the the high-powered p- passing offense going and really made them grind out that game. Yeah, the thing that I liked, and and it's always, you know, who to credit, who not to credit in, in week one, and is Bellevue West this. I, I think as I look at that game, I give more credit to Creighton Prep for their game plan and their approach than I thumb my nose up or I'm – I think Bellevue West is not what I thought they were, right? I get week one, but sometimes you just have to give the other team credit. And I think prep deserves a fair share of the credit more than Bellevue West should own some of the blame because it's not their, it's not their problem to meet our expectations. They're, they're trying to win games and get better, right? It's because we had a misguided vantage point of how we thought that game should go. 
I'm not going to hold that against Bellevue West. Yeah. Um, they prep really kind of dared them to run the ball. They packed in the back end and there was, yeah, not- how about that? <laughs> Safe safety's 14, 15 yards deep. You were not getting behind. What, what was impressive secondary. was, uh, that game plan and Zach McClay still had 13 tackles was all over the had a pass, uh, pass breakup, had uh, uh tackle for loss. He, uh, he, he was really impressive. In, in my end. opinion, he's a power five guy. He, he is a take. I'm telling you, he's a really good player. He's a sensational tackler. He changes directions really well. Uh, he's, a, he's maybe he's, a, he's certainly a division one guy. Uh, and in, in my opinion, another one, he is McClay is a really good player. We we've tried to watch as much as we could um, and get filmed, but we saw it live. And, I, his tackling in the open field, his and, toughness, he's sensational. And Bellevue West had a, a lot of really good individual defensive performances, but I think McClay was probably the best defender on on the field. And I think um, he was easiest to see, other than when Bellevue West was getting a sack. Because that's yeah. it's easy to see who yeah. gets the sack. McClay can stand out because he's out in yeah. space against, you know, the three-headed mountain. Yeah, out there. I mean Hall and McMorris and you know. Then Kalen Goodwater Ryan. got yeah. to a good start, and obviously T.J. Whaley led him in receiving. Hey, how, how, good is, how good is Whaley? He yeah, he made some really <laughs> impressive throws. He was yeah. running free down the field, and um, Kalen finished twenty-two at thirty-five for two hundred twenty-five yards. They uh, never really got the downfield passing game going. Um, couldn't connect with with Hall down the field. Uh, most of McMorris's catches were all the screen close to the, the line of scrimmage type of stuff. Um, Goodwater had, had a few nice kind of intermediate catches, uh, early on. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, Whaley is one that let him in receiving 74 yards on five catches. But, uh, so, I mean, wasn't quite the, the passing performance that you, you would expect coming in just knowing the names, but, uh, they actually did a pretty darn good job running the ball. They got nice performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of a couple guys there with um, CJ Goff leading the way, 15 carries, 104 yards, and two touchdowns, and then Charlie Gwinner. Um, so good to see him back. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, a fan. Hurt. He was I, I like first play of the of the season last year, yeah. right? Got yeah. hurt. Um, so they, they 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 were excited about him coming in as one of their backs last year, and yeah, hurt right away. 12 uh, carries for 71 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so almost 200 yards on the ground between your two backs. I think they'll take that every day because you expect we'll get a few more of those big, uh, those big play connections uh, going forward. Defensively, Jules Dudois um, led him in tackles at nine, two and a half for loss. Uh, Dylan Sheard was all over the place. Hey, how good of a acquisition is Sheard? <laughs> it, it, Sheard changes the way that they can play defense tremendously. Eight, like, eight tackles, a sack, uh, fumble recovery, and then right there with him, Chris Lawson. Eight tackles, big man in the middle. He was eight tackles for kind of a nose tackle, big three hundred pounder type mm-hmm. dude. Uh, he was impressive. They kept trying to reach him on zone. I yeah. couldn't figure out like you're not going to cut the big yeah. fellow off. Big he's, 90, he was he's, impressive. He's moving. Yeah, uh, and Stanley Hater, three sacks, uh, six tackles in all. He was the one that popped the, the fumble free. Um, he, he was really impressive getting pressure off the edge. And then Caprice Keith uh, had sick interception, uh, broke up another pass. Four tackles, and then earned, uh, picked up the offer from Iowa State uh, after the game. So, congrats to him, just a sophomore out there. Certainly looks apart uh, and shows that he can make the plays as well. Yeah, was a was a good performance. I I'll be curious to see what happens. Obviously, both teams get the advantage of a week zero game, but have very difficult opponents uh, coming up as as North has Bellevue West. 
I believe that one's at 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 John Feynman Stadium. So at least they'll be in the friendly confines, but a good quality top five opponent in North. And of course, Creighton Prep right. travels to to Westside for a tough one Friday night. Yeah, and they're going to have to find a way to get a little bit more going offensively. Again, 208 yards. Uh, Tony Coniglio had a, a He's beautiful, a tough, tough kid. Didn't get much going as 5'11 passing, but had a beautiful throw the down the post. field yeah. over there to, yeah, to Jackson nice. Wargler. Put it, laid it right on him, beat the DB um, for the 44-yard touchdown, but uh, had a 23-yard completion right before that. But outside of that, they didn't really get any chunk plays. Um, I, I thought uh, Andrew Walker, the sophomore, right he back, is, he, he looked he to be play. the more explosive yeah. of the two. He is a nice, nifty runner. And if I remember right, he's just a sophomore, right? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, he, he's yeah, he, he looked way good. 10 carries 66 yards and a touchdown. Um, veteran Jacob Ruby there at 11 carries 54 yards kind of did some of the, the workman like work they, they kind of really softened up yeah. the body blows. Yep. Um, so they, they're gonna, they, uh, missed, uh, Michael Burt on, uh, oh, on the boot. Yeah. He had him wide open. They had him just gotta be able to connect, <laughs> connect on that, get him a little bit more involved. He is more of an inline blocker. That's kind of the bread and butter. How about if they scoop one fumble up? Yeah, and score because they, they can get points out of that drive. Yeah, right. If they just pick, I always tell our guys, listen, if if a ball is not rolling, push it against the ground, pick it up. That ultimately cost them. They 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 that could have been a scoop score. Yeah, they they were threatening. They had a chance to to punch that thing in. Um, although benefited by a penalty that, that extended the drive, they right. missed a On field goal down. and running into the kicker. Uh, so they got another chance and uh, weren't able to capitalize from there, but. Um, yeah, so that's impressive by prep, but obviously for a week zero performance, a lot of new guys. Now they have to build on that, find a little bit, uh, find a few more ways to move the ball a little bit more consistently. But um, Bellevue West, I think they'll, they'll be fine. Again, week zero performance, first first game in. Um, Jacob Barrow picks yeah. up the preferred walk on offer. And listen, Coach Huffman's not dumb. He's done this a long time. And I think he knows if he wants that offense to be what it's capable of being, he needs to maybe add a QB run dynamic where you they were trying, were you surprised yeah. at how many design runs there were for DK nine carries for 30 yards. And most of them were designed. It wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of scrambling there. It was put your head down and go and um, di- didn't get a lot of um, no chunk plays out of it, but just kind of you, showing you, the you, willingness. They did it enough yeah, that you have, you to, have to scout for it. it. Yep. Right. Like and you I think have that to, was you have to put that in now, the scouting report. And I think that was their game plan going in there with that. Um, so, yeah, it's we'll see. Defensively, there were a few busts. They had a couple uh, failed contains early on, gave up some, some really struggled with the boot yeah. game. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll tighten that. Up. Yeah. Um, with new defense first came in uh, for having what two, three busts where they gave up some big time plays. They still gave up only 208 total yards, yeah. which means they did their job the rest of the time. They have a lot of good individual pieces. If they can come together, they, that they got a chance. All right. So that was kind of the main game you and I both uh, were at. Uh, we can kind of bounce around here, look uh, around the state, some scores, some results. The, the North, other North, North Platte Papio South. Yep. And that's the other kind of bigger class a one there. Um, with Papia South making that trip out there to North Platte. Never easy. He said, never easy. But uh, 41-35, Papia South pulled out the win. And um, some impressive performances. Quarterback Sam Schuler, uh, effective, 12-18, 204 yards and a touchdown. Goes up top right away, sets the tone for that one for the Titans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Favorite target is wide receiver Roycey on Skogerbo. Five catches, 111 yards uh, and a touchdown. 
mentally <laughs> big completion right off the bat. Yeah, I think that was first play of the game, and I'm going back. I'm like, wait a minute, is that how they started this thing? And yeah. so, I mean, welcome to the Metro. And Schuler dual threat, 67 yards on the ground, and touchdown, only five carries. Uh, obviously, Devin Jones has been the running back for a while for them. Now it's Derek Jones, just a sophomore, 19 carries, 198 yards, uh, and four touchdowns on the ground, and two catches for 54 yards. P- pretty happy for D. Like he's kind of been in the shadow. <laughs> um, explosive, right? Just felt like I was trying to get updates, you know, because we obviously were at the game, and I had a buddy out there. Uh, that made the trip from Gretna to North Platte. And I, I thought he was messing with me, you know, sometimes when you're in a stadium and Wi-Fi messes with you. And he kept saying Jones for a long run. And I was like, is this the same message <laughs> on repeat or was it just, yeah, just got that recorded? No, so after like five minutes, there was finally some different punctuation in there. So I knew it was just repetitive and not that it didn't come through and it just kept sending, right? Like, I'm like, does he have a bad signal or is just, is DJ really just working out like that? It turns out Derek was having a day. And the one thing you have to be able to do when you play in North Platte is tackle because yeah. they are going to give you a lot of opportunities with that option run game. And Kylan Connor, 17 tackles. That's a, a lot. Ty McDougal, 13 tackles in a sack. Ty Jelinek, 11 tackles, two tackles for loss, two pass breakups, a forced fumble. Ben Schaefer, nine tackles, three for loss, one sack. How about uh, about the dual sports of the Jelenics, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like watched the younger Jelenic on that eighth grade basketball team knew he was headed to Papio South. Like that is a that's a good last name to watch going forward for both. Yeah, and um Papio South, they had the 34-21 lead after three and North Platte uh scored a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter, tried to cut it down a little bit. Um, but Papio South was able to, to hold on there. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options it's quick secure and best of all it's free to use currency is equipment financing made simple visit gocurrency.com for details when you're talking about kind of you know class a gets off to the to the quick start with the with the two week zero games when you're looking at what you want to see in week one. Do you have a hard time not basing it off what you saw last week? Yeah. Little, cause that's or will that have, kind yeah. of be your barometer? Yeah, because that's all you have to go off of. So it'll be everybody yeah. else's week. Because it's not. One. I don't know. Will you hold Bellevue West to a higher standard now? Will you hold prep to a higher standard? Yeah. that, that And we talk, you talked about previously, like, would you rather have the scout or would you rather have uh, the practice or uh, the unpredictability. Yeah. Um, and it, it, if we knew, if I knew I wasn't going to get the yeah. film, I may change my <laughs> mind because before I was like, give me the tape. Yeah. But we did get to put eyes on it. It was old school charting, old school playwriting. Um, that's fine. Right. Sometimes you'd rather see Keeps it engaged. And and really and, and, yeah. yeah. Right. Like I didn't leave until you know, 50 some seconds left yeah. to go. I didn't think WS was going to punch it in, but Hey, <laughs> <Neither did I. laughs> to each their own. I get it. Um, but 
I I did appreciate being able to see that live, but um, I don't know. Like when you will we get the benefit of the doubt when you go to look at all the other ninety nine percent of the teams that are playing in week one or two for some, if you count last week as week one. I don't I don't know where we got week zero. I'm not a big week zero guy. Usually you start when you start. Yeah. But I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. It's just kind of people are trying to like getting the most out of it. Like, uh, all right, let's move, make scheduling easier now. I'm sure there's something a bit philosophically the that, and, that weirds me out about yeah. calling something that has value zero. Yeah. And, and, and it makes sense from the perspective of like nobody else is playing. It's week zero for everybody else. But it's week one for the teams that are playing. Right. So I, it's kind of, this is not JP and ODB here for semantics police. We're yeah. just we're just kind of going back and forth. But anyway, we got some some class B games to hit on too, and a uh, bit of a surprise. Um, I think so. It, there with we talked about Norris kind of gotten beat up over the years, like hanging around but not really making a splash. Right off the bat, going double up uh, Blair forty two twenty one and Blair. The team we talked about in our preview last year. Not, not quite as healthy as they wanted season. to be going into that one. Yep. And so now this week's coaches poll, Norris has jumped up to six. Uh, Beatrice, or Beatrice Blair is still hanging in there at 10. Um, but, yeah, impressive performance from Norris. Jarrett Benz, uh, Barron's at quarterback, 11 for 18, 140 yards and a touchdown, 45 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, Blake Macklin, uh, 10 carries for 85 yards and a rush, and it had a 99-yard kickoff return touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli Holt had uh, two catches for 82 yards and a touchdown catches at 42 and 40 yards. Uh, talk about a big play threat there. Um, he carried the ball seven times for 31 yards and two scores uh, had 11 tackles. So really impressive all around performance from him uh, for Blair uh, Bodie suck up. We talked about him 18 to 30, 163 yards, a touchdown and a pick um, Brock Templar, 19 carries, 138 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, two catches, 26 yards. Um, Ethan Bessler had seven catches for 81 yards, uh, and a touchdown receiving. So, um, yeah, 42, 21, again, uh, yeah, th- that kickoff return, obviously you get one of those that changes games a little bit. And um, Uncle, Uncle Mo changed in a hurry, right? It's just like, whoa, bang points, special teams, especially early in the season has this uncanny way of, of impacting games. We know it can be critical and good late, but man, it's amazing how those that work on it early can reap the benefits while other teams are still trying to figure it out. Yeah, Early in the season, special teams, cleanliness, obviously penalties, a lot of cramping issues early on. We saw that with uh, Bellevue US had a number of guys ha- had to step out yeah. w- with cramps. Um, those are all the de- issues that you got to deal with early on in the season when you haven't had the reps under your belt, the, the weather's hot and you're just getting out there for the first time for some of these guys. Um, so th- yeah, impressive performance from Norris. Um, uh, uh, pushing themselves up the up the rankings there. Um, elsewhere in Class B, Elkhorn North, number two, um, beat Beatrice twenty one to three. Yeah, on the road. I it, think they went to the Orange, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah. In, impressive defensive performance held Beatrice to one hundred and forty five total yards. Um, so like fifty six eighty nine split. That that's all, all they gave up. Um, Jet Tinglehoff seventeen carries one hundred thirty five yards on the ground and a score. Uh, Johnny Ferguson, four of eight for 73 yards and a touchdown and 12 carries, 57 yards and a touchdown. Lofton, four catch, 36 yards. Tommy Mechna, 38-yard rece- receiving touchdown. And then Chris Deaton led the, the defense with nine tackles. They had a couple of sacks in there, Sam Huff and Sam Thomas. So, um, yeah, 
again, 21-3 is the final on there. Uh, good, strong defense performance from, from Elkhorn North to start the season. And on paper, a very favorable schedule to start as they get Lincoln Northwest, the first-year program, actually playing varsity yeah. competitive games and Crete. So Elkhorn North has a chance to gain some early season momentum before they take on GI Northwest. Yeah, and uh, Pius X um, beat Lincoln Northwest 42-14. Uh, you got Colby Volkmer back at quarterback, big guy there. And then Crete one thirty one, yeah. Uh, and then Crete one thirty one twenty nine over Omaha Westview elsewhere in B. So those t- two teams they mentioned coming up for them um, start off the, the season like that. Um, anything else stand out to you from week one, or we want to look ahead? Yeah, not, not so much. Or week I mean, zero. Week. <laughs> we should be in agreement yeah. there. If that, if I were, if we were back at the high school, Coach Lamangi would call us, and he was not very happy with us yesterday, where some of us were referring to our week one opponent by name while some say week one opponent he wanted to make sure that we were saying week one opponent <laughs> so it's just like it's just weird you know you're getting these just meetings and he's thing, like hey yeah. this is a pet peeve i just want to clear the air right now and i want to and i'm just like i'm looking around i was like okay who said it who said it who said it <laughs> you know it's just I, so we just we want to be on the same leg the yeah. same wavelength here common common language so for the opening week for the other teams, there are some big matchups, and it starts tomorrow at eight o'clock. They get the little bit later start, which is a long night. Don't don't sell that short for for folks that start their mornings in the six o'clock hour. Yeah, right? don't don't be dismissive over what kind of day that typically can be, but um, especially. Jacob, without teams being able to go in the afternoons. Yeah. Right? So that pushes the schedule of the body clock off that much more to play a game. Especially for your first game. You got to wait an extra two hours. We're from, trying to get our yeah. guys to bed by 8 or yeah. 9. Yeah. I'm, I'm serious, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you go at 5.15 in the morning and you bring them back at 3.30 to hit film. Like, we're trying to get them in bed by 8. This one won't kick till 8. But fortunately for us, they're going to play the game tomorrow. And that's Miller North and Papio. Yep. So that's kind of the the one big one left on Thursday, and with with some games moving back, uh, that um, that that man, an already loaded Friday becomes even more loaded because now you have the Elkhorn South Lincoln Southeast game joining the games that were already yeah. scheduled yeah. on Friday. So yeah, um, you, you've got um, so I mentioned that Lincoln Southeast Elkhorn South mentioned Prep West Side. Um, you, you've got. Omaha North and Bellevue West. Um, you've got uh, Millard South, Millard West. Like there are a lot. Of- I, I'm very curious about Millard West I, because I they could be in that they could be a dark horse. They were in others receiving votes. You bring back, you know, obviously Williams. You're you're good with Peterson at quarterback. Where you know he gives you dual threat. They. They kind of interest me a little bit. I'll be curious to see that score will definitely be one that I think is maybe flying under the radar to the to the non Millard folks. But for us, that that one's got my attention. Yeah. And so unfortunately, I'll be uh, down at the Vandy Center for volleyball Friday night. So tomorrow's uh, that that Papio uh, Papio Miller North game is the only one I'm going to be able to see in person this well, week. At least you get to see you get to see Brasito. You get to see Barrientos. Yep. That two-headed monster, you get uh, to see Anderson, Anderson who's yeah. fantastic, and then 
We know well, about Vermont. And I tell you, the back end for Millard North, that secondary, it's pretty good. Uh, that, that, that's that's a pretty good secondary. If, if Millard North gets any, uh, if they can stay healthy and develop some guys up front, they lost a lot up front. So we'll, we'll see. But skill wise, it there there could be some points scored tomorrow between those two teams. Yeah, Class B. We we only talk about A, but Class B. You got Bennington Scott right off the bat. Oh yeah, um, Pius the tenth going to Scott's Bluff. Uh, that's seen Sebastian Boyle firsthand. Yep. Um, six, six, six and a half hours on a bus, man. That's, uh, it'll be longer than that. Cause I'm sure they'll make a stop. It's a tough track to make. Blair will uh, look to bounce back against Plattsmith. You've got Waverly and Elkhorn matching up. Sneaky good one. Beatrice Gross got pushed back to Friday as well, I believe. So, um, yeah, a lot of good matchups. Uh, Ashland Greenwood, Columbus Lakeview, uh, down in class C. A couple teams that have had a lot of recent success. Here we go again. Yep. So, um, yeah, a lot. A loaded week one right off the bat. Got so many of these these rivalries, these tough matchups. Uh, excited to get a chance to talk about it all again uh, next week, which will be Monday is yes, the plan. We are, right we, are, now. we are we are Mondays. You are this. We I think we're pretty we're locked in. NAB preps will be a Monday thing. And be honest, how closely were you checking the weather for outdoor volleyball coming up? I, I've tried to avoid looking at it too much beforehand because obviously it's going to change. Looks like the the heat. Fortunately, the the heat wave is breaking uh, after Thursday and won't be back for next week. It'll still be hot, yeah. but by that time of the day, it'll be in shade. A little more worried for the Wayne State uh, early. UN, yeah, that that one be a little bit warmer. In that one, I hopefully the, the second game. Floor with the yeah, sweat. yeah. That's hopefully the second game will be fine. But uh, yeah, excited to get a chance to go out and see that. Yeah, that's the multi-talented Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. We'll be back next week with another edition of Nebraska Preps.